Welcome to uh, Food and Beverage Magazine's uh, podcast network. We are Rogues on the Road and Fork in the Road. Fork on the Road. There we go. Oh. Fork on the Road. In the Road, different show. There we go. Hangover Takeover is here. We are attempting three podcasts in one. We are at a very, very special restaurant called Jack's Place in Orlando. We have a uh, very, very special guest. Um, Harris Rosen of Rosen Resorts and Hotels. Rosen Hotels and Resorts. Yes. Or, or that, or, <laughs> that, that works as well. Rosen Hotels and Resorts. Rosen yes. Hotels and Resorts. Exactly right. Which is up to 7,000 rooms. Uh, close to 8,000 rooms, yes. Yes. Uh, we're very honored to be here. There is an enormous amount of history in this room. No, there is. On all the walls around us. Correct. And we are... We are here. We're absolutely um, honored, honored to, be here. to be here and learn a little bit I about the history. That. There is not enough time to cover it all, um, but we're going to attempt a uh, rich part of that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So thank you. It, it's 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 an honor for me to have you all here. Does that sound honest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it really, it's, it's wonderful to have you guys here. I, I've never really thought a, a, a much about uh, this restaurant being special. How many uh, restaurants are there? Oh, we have so many. Yeah? At, at the Shingle Creek Resort, we probably have 15 alone. Oh, wow. wow. So I, I, I think, uh, and I've never really stopped to count, but I suspect we probably have about 30 restaurants, uh, maybe more. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm not giving us a, the right number. Are Thank you, I appreciate that. Are we, are we allowed? You, this this could be rhetorical, but are we allowed to ask? Do you have a favorite uh, restaurant? Kind of like your children, so I, uh, that, that's why you don't. Have so uh, look, this is this is completely unprejudiced. I, I didn't know that you guys were coming. Um, but my, my favorite restaurant is a restaurant called Jack's. Ah, there we go. <laughs> you, you answered wisely. Thank you. Oh, no, we, we, we've got some wonderful restaurants. We really do. Yes. At, at Shingle Creek, well, we, we have a great restaurant called A Land Remembered, named, named after a book called A Land Remembered by Patrick Smith, yeah. which is all about Florida. There's, there's, a, there's a little creek, Shingle Creek, that runs past the Shingle Creek Resort, and it goes all the way down to the Everglades, Lake Okeechobee. Yep. Many years ago, before there was any real activity, there were probably close to uh, 500 people living between here and Okeechobee, uh, which, which is really astonishing because yeah. we're, we're talking about Miami, which, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which is huge. And so we named our, our little resort uh, Shingle Creek named after the creek. It's called Shingle Creek because they would move shingles in barges because they were building homes and they had shingles on the roof, so Shingle Creek. But um, so Land Remembered is a great restaurant. Patrick said we could name the restaurant Sh uh, Land Remembered. Here, of course, we have Jack's. We have a multitude of wonderful restaurants. Uh, Everglades at this property, um, uh, Rosen Center, uh, named after the Everglades. Uh, which has a wonderful history. So, Did you grow up here in Orlando? Uh, no, I grew up uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, my dad's family from Russia, my mom's family from Austria-Hungary. When and did you come to Orlando? Because I'm guessing there was so, before um, Disney and after Disney. Yeah, yeah I, so I, sure, that, that's, right? that, that's very interesting. Uh, left the Lower East Side to um, go to college. Somehow Cornell University accepted me. Uh, to this day, I don't really understand why, but they did. did I went to Cornell. 
Yeah, my my dad gave them five million dollars, and <laughs> there, yeah. that's the American <laughs> way. And so I went and to Cornell. Then, that, that was, you know, oh, that yeah, I could have purchased the school for that. <laughs> so that's that's where I went, and then um, Vietnam was heating up a little bit. Were you in the restaurant program there? The, I was. A, a, they call it the hotel. hotel hotel management. Okay. Uh, Probably we, the finest. Well, that's in the interesting that you say that because we we have built um, a hospitality college here in Orlando. Oh, okay. It's named the Rosen uh, School of Hospitality Management. It's part of the University of Central Florida, cool. um, and this is a funny story. So I got a note from from Cornell, from the new dean of the hospitality school, uh, indicating that Cornell was voted number one once again in the world as the top hospitality school, and I sent back a note to her. And I said, do you uh, happen to know who number two was? And I got a note back saying, oh, my God, Harris, it's you. <laughs> You're number one at and Cornell number and number two. There you go. And I'm breathing down your neck. I sent back another note. And the <laughs> other note said, do you, no, no, no. The other note was, what's the difference between one and two? Never got a response. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> the was difference, one-tenth of one percent. Oh. Separating a, a college at an Ivy League college been around for about 98 years with a little college that we built. Now we've got 3,500 students, um, and wow. we're about 14 years old, a part of the University of Central Florida, but really a very, very fine. My four kids all went there. Wow. Uh, no pressure at all. And, uh, and, <laughs> you don't and, want to flunk out of a school named yeah. after yourself. Yeah, yeah and, and boy, i got to tell you, it was a battle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's really fun as you ask, because my, 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 my daughter and my three boys, uh, people would say, well, how does Shana compare to the three boys in terms of grades? I said, that's easy. You take Jack and Josh and, and Adam, and you add up their grade point average, <laughs> and, and you take Shana, and hers is a little bit higher than the three <laughs> together. So anyway, that... Very good. That, that shares a little bit about academic achievement, yes. So your father, Jack, he opened the restaurant in, in Manhattan? No, 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 no. Jack, uh, interesting. Uh, Jack, born on the Lower East Side, of course, with, oh. with, with uh, his the mom and dad. Uh, he came over as a Rosen of ski, and, and my mom's family came over as Rosen House. But in Ellis Island, they chopped. So my dad and mom married a Rosen, married a Rosen. But that wasn't really the truth. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 really, really a, a different situation. And your question was uh, again. So your father opened a right. in Manhattan. He did not. My my grandfather had a little restaurant called Harry's. Okay. I'm essentially named after him, uh, on Hester Street in on the Lower East Side. My dad, uh, he he was a printer, and and he wrote beautiful little place cards by hand. And he also was a safety engineer. So he was in charge of the safety program. The reason that they appointed him there was because they, they had a lot of signs that he needed to make. And this uh, was at the Wall, at the Wall of Astoria. Astoria. The Wall of Astoria. Right. That's right, Wall of Astoria. <laughs> and so he did signs that would say, please bend when lifting or be, be careful if it's wet or don't touch wet paint. And then he also did the place cards. I got to work there uh, for Dad because he needed someone to erase. He would do the place card in pencil first, and then he would do it over in crow quill ink and pen. And then I would erase when it dried, and then I would put all the little cards in a, in a shoebox in alphabetical sequence. And then he and I would, would take the shoebox to the appropriate boxes, to the appropriate ballroom, and we would either put them around the tables, we had a little seating chart, or we would give it to the banquet manager. Now, here's a funny story. And it, how old were you at this point? I was around nine or ten. Wow. So here's a funny story. So when we would, when we would take the, the, um, 
the shoebox around, we would have to take the elevator either up all the way to the starlight roof or down to the basilisk room and cert room or to the empire room. And we would bump into famous people in the elevator uh, because um, Douglas MacArthur lived in the towers, General Douglas MacArthur. And this is a funny story. One day we walk into the elevator and the most beautiful blonde lady is there with a very tall, distinguished gentleman. And I whispered to dad, can you introduce me? And he said, sure. And he, and he introduces me to the gentleman and he said, this is uh, Ambassador Kennedy. Oh, wow. oh, wow. Ambassador Joseph Kennedy, the dad of all of the Kennedy oh, boys. I think we could all figure out. And then I said, the, the lady. He said, okay. And this is Marilyn Monroe. Wow. So what is so interesting is that the, all the Kennedy boys got to know Marilyn pretty well, I guess. Yeah, I yes, guess and including the daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so that so we met Pope John also uh, in the, the elevator. Same elevator. So that would be we, crazy. We, yeah, I got, <laughs> no, no, no. All in the same elevator. No, but, but, but that's when I decided that, that maybe hospitality was really what I should do. If you could meet someone like Marilyn in an elevator, mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that's really something that I would have to look forward to because I inherited, if that's what you do, some of my dad's artistic ability. I went, to, I went to music and art high school. Okay. My brother went to Cyberson. Yep. Uh, and in music and art, I was contemplating having a career as a, uh, as a fine artist. But I remembered Marilyn. <laughs> and I, I, I said, Dad, would you mind terribly if I applied to a hotel school, hospitality management? He said, of course not. And we looked, and we found that Cornell was number one. And somehow, I, I think they just needed a backstroker. I mean, that, that, that's, I think that's why they... I was, I was ranked number three in New York, backstroke. And so I was accepted there, and that's where I went. Well, but you were... People talk about hospitality and the differences between a truly fine hotel and a good hotel. Yes. And, and a place like yours, uh, the Palmer House in Chicago, oh, Waldorf Astoria, beautiful. Uh, the Ritz Carlton that we're staying at here, right. making those little handwritten cards. Oh, that's right. They could have printed them. They, they could have. Right. They could have mass produced them. But someone took the time. That's right. You and your father to make these little cards, which makes people go, oh. Wow, they really knew I was coming and be here, and I think it's that little extra edge yeah, of hospitality really right? beautiful. That, that people feel, I think. And yeah. I actually have some of these place cards in my office. Oh, really? The funny thing about my office, listen, I'm, I, I should be doing this. You guys cut me off whenever, whenever oh, you think it's in No, 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 we got so, so, we're here. Is so my, so my, no, we're my office <laughs> is, is where I lived for 16 years in what? a little two-story motel. The first motel I bought, for $20,000, and I assumed a mortgage. It was a little quality in. It's now the Roseland International. But that's where my office is. The oh, second, you the hotel the, or just the sign? <laughs> the second floor. And the carpet. It was The second floor of a two-story motel. And what do I refer to it now as? Trump Tower Annex. <laughs> and I will guarantee you that if, that if uh, President Trump was walking up to his office, if that was his office, he would throw up. <laughs> I mean, the second floor of a two-story motel. No, not exactly Trump Tower Annex. And you've built a, a big, huge uh, hospitality empire here in Orlando. Yes. I mean, you know it's an empire when you don't know how many restaurants you have. <laughs> Right. 30-ish. <laughs> yeah. you, you have approximately <laughs> seven to eight thousand rooms. What, what, yeah, how, when did it go from What is it about you that, 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 because people try this business all the time and fail with great regularity. So, what do you think it is about your way of doing well, it? Well, listen, I, I lived in a hotel for 16 years, 
and uh, I worked 24-7. Uh, when I proposed marriage uh, to my wife, she did ask a question, which is normal. Uh, where are we going to live? Right. And I said, sweetie, right here. And she said, forget about it. I'm out. Yeah, I still to this day don't understand why we're so unappealing right. about living in a little motel. Anyway, so... Look at the view. We're on the second floor. I know, I know, floor. I know, I know. You can see the parking lot. I know, but at night I would schlep towels and toilet paper and stuff like that, so maybe she wasn't excited about that. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, 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 that's how it all started. Um, we then moved to a little, a little condo, and um, now um, we, have, we, have a, we have a house. Was there, a, like, a, a catalyst moment where it went from, okay this is now becoming much more than just a hotel, a restaurant. Did you have to make like a decision to say, we're, we're going to keep expanding, keep expanding? You know, there, there is something, that's a great question, but there's something that I've discovered. Um, those of us who are entrepreneurs, and, and I guess I am one, uh, starting from scratch and I now, now, so. now having eight hotels and, and, and <laughs> close to 30. One opened this morning, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe. Opened, two since we started the show. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, oh, there's we, another one. We wonder, what, what is it that, I mean, that little motel, now, now it's 728 rooms, originally 256, that would have provided my family, four kids, with a, an amazing, an amazing livelihood. I, why did I need to keep expanding it? Why did I need to keep building? Why? Because I suspect that those of us that have this entrepreneurial gene are, are we're, not, we're not blessed because the gene is terrible. You are never satisfied. I mean, here I am today with all of these wonderful rooms, beautiful hotels, and we're planning to add another 400 rooms to Rosen Center and another 400 rooms to Shingle Creek. Yeah. Why? I just can't help myself. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't it, hold it, back anymore. It's just terrible. But you also, it's not terrible, it's great. It's great, no, but, but you, it's, you also brought up a really good point. You told me earlier that every single day you find the time to swim. I do. So, I think that's an important, you're able to still take time out and that is your time. And maybe if it got to the point where you couldn't do that, maybe that's oh, the, that's a good point. you know what? I think but, we're done expanding. Yeah. Yeah, I but, still have but to swim. Yeah, I, the, the swim is important for me from, a, from a, a psychological perspective because when I'm swimming, I'm, I'm really not thinking so much, focused, laser-like on all of the things that, that come with the, the, the job that I have. Um, and I, I, it gives me an opportunity to, to, to pray, to pray also. That's right. right. And so without my swim, I, I, I don't right. think I'd be able to survive. It's your time to right. turn off. It, it is. If it you is. don't have it, that time to turn off, then... It, it, would, it would be devastating. Yeah, it's such a great exercise. Keeps you trim and healthy and... Uh, yeah, I listen, you? I'm celebrating my 80th birthday uh, in September. Yeah, in God September. You. Yeah, so. And you swim in the ocean every day? No, not in the ocean. I swim in the pool. <laughs> okay. uh, in the in the ocean, we have a little condo on the beach, uh -huh. and I swim in the ocean when we when we are at the beach. Condo. Yeah, yeah. No, no, here. <laughs> Uh, we, we swim at the YMCA um, here in, in Orlando. How and far do you swim every day? Uh, about a mile and a half. Wow. Yeah. Right, that is the best exercise because you've got it's, it's no good. Uh, it's, impact like th running. That's right, that's right. And, and it, it, all of the muscles in, in the and body are really good. you never see fat, out of shape swimmers. So always trim and strong. So this might be a good time for a segue. 
So all of those calories burned during a <laughs> mile and a half swim yes. allows you to eat what is actually right in front of us right here. Eat it all. <laughs> if you want to. If you want to. Well, well, no, no, no. And that's, that's interesting because I'm very disciplined. For breakfast, for I don't know how many years, I have oatmeal. Um, in the oatmeal, I have a half a whole wheat bagel. And then I put mangoes on top, blueberries on top, oh. strawberries on top. Every day? Uh, every single day. Now, on Saturdays and Sundays, I have a reprieve. I make a beautiful omelet, um, and the omelet has in it some, some cheese. The omelet has an avocado. Omelet has some little of, of these little baby um, cherry tomatoes. Yep. The omelet also has some uh, shikaz, uh, What is it? Mussy should shiitake. Sh sh shiitake. <laughs> shiitake <laughs> mushroom. Be yes. And right, I, I know. Especially if you especially if you eat it. Yes. Tomato, tomato. That's right. And so that's and and then I I put some bread, Ezekiel bread, on the bottom. I toast it, I put hummus on the bread, and then I put some uh, fat, whole fat, uh, custard or yogurt there. And, and that's on Saturday and Sunday. The rest, it's oatmeal. And then for lunch, I have uh, chicken noodle soup, which of course my, my, my grandmother would refer to as uh, Yiddish um, uh, penicillin. <laughs> and, and then for, for dinner, I try to have some salmon and some veggies and some salad. So, so very it, Mediterranean. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I have to be at my age. Um, I, I need to be disciplined in order to be able to do everything I, I, I have to do. Amen. So it's not easy. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Well, why don't, we, why don't we segue into some of the amazing things that we have in front of us. We have uh, Chef Michael here, who has prepared a few dishes for us. Oh my God, it looks beautiful. <laughs> what do we have, Chef? This Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. I'm Michael McMillan. I'm the executive chef at the beautiful Rosen Plaza Hotel, and I'm hosting you tonight for your dinner. Welcome to Jack's Place. Thank, Thank you very much. Very much. Um, so we're going to start off with the Jack's appetizer platter. It has some fresh mozzarella stuffed meatballs with uh, roasted pepper sauce, Florida pan-seared crab cakes with a beautiful mango salsa, and we have a shrimp and grits. It's a uh, some sauteed shrimp with a slightly spicy sauce and a poached egg over some grits. Oh my god. Oh, that sounds Okay, and then next to that we have the pan-seared crusted tuna, which is a sushi-grade um, tuna. That's beautiful. Rare with a citrus ponzu drizzle. That's beautiful. Cucumber wasabi wilted watercress and daikon ranch. That looks great. Isn't that great? Thank you very much. Okay, so you go ahead and get started on that, and I'll get your entrees rolling, and then we're going to go into a special dessert for you. Everybody. Oh, God. That's fantastic. Chef. Thank, you. Thank you, Chef. So, I, I mean, I wasn't planning on eating. Um, Why? Uh, no, I got 29 chef. more dinners. Chef Chef has actually prepared a little salmon dinner for me. So, I mean, I've. Oh, so you're your program. No, this is, this is for you guys. And I want you to oh, that's that's the, the best sushi you can, you've ever had. The crab cakes are amazing. The, the shrimp is unbelievable. And you know we're in Florida, seafood. Just, yes, of course. It just it always seems to. Yeah, this looks. Beautiful. So while we're serving up, why don't we talk about the caricatures that surround us? The caricatures. So, um, I was telling Matt a story about uh, General Abrams. Okay. Over there, uh, General Abrams um, was in the Third Third Army, um, Armored Division, and uh, Patton, of course, was the general. Patton visited uh, Abrams one day, mm -hmm. and he said, uh, uh, "Creighton, uh, I would like you to do me a favor." 
And he said, yeah, of course, General, you know, whatever. And Patton was a tough guy in any case. Uh, he said, I, I want you to paint on your lead tank a Star of David. And Abrams said, but General, I'm, I'm not Jewish. And he said, oh, I don't care. Your name is Abrams. The Germans will think you're Jewish. You put that Star of David on it, and you will run them over. He said, yes, sir. And that's true. And he went into battle. And it was Abrams' tank that right, tried. Right. Went into battle, and the Nazis fled. They fled because they saw that Star of David. They said, uh-oh, we better not piss that guy off. Yes. <laughs> and as far as the caricatures go, there was a whole system you were explaining earlier, a whole system to how the caricatures come to be. Yes, right, there is. So Dad worked there as a safety engineer and assigned painter. And, and his buddies, because he, he was there for about 40 years, and his buddies would come over to him and, and they would say, Jack, Khrushchev is in town. And some of you may remember Khrushchev came to town and was at the United Nations and yep. took, took his shoe off and banged it. Okay, so Khrushchev awesome. is coming. So dad would get photographs of Khrushchev and he would do a caricature of Khrushchev. And, and then when Khrushchev would come back from the UN, um, dad would be waiting there with the, with the uh, caricature, and he would ask Khrushchev if he would be kind enough to sign it. Well, Dad spoke a little Russian, right? And so Khrushchev came, and Dad introduced himself and showed Khrushchev the caricature. Khrushchev was so enamored by it that he hugged Dad. Now, Khrushchev was a short, stocky guy, and Dad was a slim fellow, and when Khrushchev hugged him, he cracked one of Dad's ribs. Whoa. This is interesting. The front page of the New York Times, and you'd have to Google Khrushchev in the front page of the New York Times, yeah. there's Dad's caricature and a story about Dad getting hugged by Khrushchev. Wow. <laughs> so yes, Dad would find out uh, that somebody famous was, was coming, and he would do it a caricature, and then they would make sure that Dad had an opportunity to get it signed. How long did it take? I mean, we're looking around at all of these walls right. here, and they are covered in these Phenomenal. And he's done thousands, right? Oh, oh. well, here, here, here's, here's and these that's are a great the originals, correct? Right. Yes, but here, here, here's something interesting. Dad's claim to fame was, was not these caricatures. Um, Dad was uh, 4F. Um, he had a, a heart murmur, and he felt really very badly that he wasn't able to serve his country. So during the Second World War, during Korea, and during Vietnam, Dad volunteered with a group of other cartoonists to visit hospitals, and there were hospital ships during the wars, and he would do caricatures of all the wounded warriors on the ships oh, wow. and in the hospitals. Like Dad is credited with doing tens and tens and tens of thousands, and in fact, there's a photograph of Dad here, uh, standing with some of his caricature and cartoon friends, with the president, uh, receiving a congressional, congressional medal, uh, for the presidential award for all of the caricatures he did for all of the wounded warriors. Now, here's a funny story. So I'm about six or seven years old. I get a, a phone call at home in our little apartment, and uh, I answer. I said, this is uh, the Rosen apartment. And the f caller said, uh, is your dad there? And I said, no, he's not. Uh, why? Uh, we would like to invite him to the White House to meet the president. <laughs> and so I said, can I take your number because he's not here? So I, I wrote the number down. Mom comes and she said, uh, did, any phone calls? And I said, yes, mom. 
said, who called it? I don't know the guy's name. <laughs> but he said dad was invited to the White House. He said, oh, one of, one of, one of dad's, don't, don't even worry it a, about it. It was a prank. It. So no, nothing happened. But the next day, mom was home, and the phone rings. She said, oh, my God, you really called. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and, and she said, oh, yeah, when? On Tuesday? This is, this is Saturday or Sunday. And, and you'll pick him up at LaGuardia and, and pick him up in D.C. and then drive him to the president's office? And she said, okay. yes. So, yes. So dad was, uh, drove to LaGuardia Airport, got on the plane, flew to Washington, D.C., and they picked him up and took him to, this is funny, and took him to the office. So uh, he met the uh, admin right in front of the Oval Office. He said, I'm Jack Royce. said, yes, we're expecting you, Jack. Uh, go right in. Uh, the president isn't there. He'll be with you in just a few minutes. So Jack walks in. Into the Oval Office? Jack walks into the Oval Office, my dad. Uh, he said, hello. And then he, oh, no. And he, and he, there wasn't wait. a blonde woman there. He, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no okay. he, he, he hears a voice. Uh, is that you, Jack? He said, yes, sir, uh, Mr. President. He said, yeah, Jack, I'm taking a crap. I'll be out in a few minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. Which president Which is president? this? Johnson. Oh, he was famous Lyndon for John that. That's right. Oh, Lyndon Johnson. Nobody crapped and like that. This is the picture over here with Dad and, and Johnson when, when his other caricature and cartoon friends came. So Johnson Did he shake his down. hand when he came out of the bathroom? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's... This that's, is honest. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yes, 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 yes. But he was a—he was that kind of a fellow, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, so the, the food is—it really is amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't like crab cake, food, and this is fantastic. Chef. Yeah, chef. Uh, beautiful. Well beautiful. Done. Delicious. Thank you, phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Tuna is phenomenal. The All of it. Crab cake. Lady enjoyed it, but the, save room because we're not even close to being finished yet. And, and, a little bit more to go. This I, gentleman has, and, is, is very hard to impress with seafood. Because I don't do seafood and I just make it all. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Well, you it. And you, you, you will have my little salmon ready to go. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, of course, I'm, uh, yes. And, and I'm watching these guys eat. Yes. <laughs> when you did the shrimp and grits and you put the egg on top, that just takes it to a whole new level. Yes. That is phenomenal. You can do shrimp and grits, yeah, grits do, with no with no egg. You don't oh, have to. Oh yeah, shrimp But when you put the when you put the egg on top of it, it just takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, it's kind of a certain thing. So we do it soft, uh, soft poached. So when you mix up, you cut into the shrimp. Oh, soft poached. That's it good. Kind of makes it right. Soft. It's a whole savory. Just it's fantastic. Thank you, Thank you, chef. Thank you. So good stuff. What's your What's your favorite part of being in the hospitality business? Like when you're looking at your calendar for the week, what sticks out? at you and go, ooh, I can't wait to do that. We, we, we call it site visits. Uh, when, when there are uh, large groups that want to come to Orlando and, and use one of our hotels, not ours specifically, but a hotel in Orlando, um, they will do what they call a site visit. They, they will let hotels know that they're going to come around uh, with some of their colleagues and take a look at the property. One of the, one of the things I enjoy most is being on those site visits. Uh, because it's very, very unusual, particularly in today's world, for an owner to meet 
I, I think it, it never happens. First of all, for there to be an owner, the, the, like the, a person, when it's now, yeah, now it's yeah. now they're hedging, they're hedge funds now, and yeah. and it used to be there was a Cecil Day for Days Inns, right? Mm -hmm. There was a Hilton for Hilton. Yep. There was a Marriott for Marriott, yeah, right. Uh, the, the, right? There was Henderson for Sheridan. Um, There's still now, a Marriott, but they don't leave Salt Lake. No, they, they all all they do now is manage. They don't own, and sure. so owners are very 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 hard to find. So when I come down. I will say, uh, hi, I'm Harris Rosen. My name is on the building. Say, oh my God, Mr. Rosen. I said, but you guys are used to this. Uh, you're going to find the owners of every one of the hotels you're citing to say hello. <laughs> and they say, That's brilliant. They, they look at me. They look at me and they say, are you nuts? Right. Yes. Or I'll say. You mean no one else cares. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, or 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 I'll say, and and like where that. are you going uh, next? Uh, we're 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 going to well, let's say Hyatt, and I say, well, one of the Pritzkers will be there. To, oh, really? I said, sure. <laughs> and what I'll what I'll do is I say, look, if if the Mr. Pritzker's there, Mr. Hilton's there, or Mr. Hyatt is there, whatever, you have my permission to book that hotel. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if you have a reception, I will pay for the reception. Wow. And they say, really? I said, on the other hand, yeah. if the owner doesn't come down to say hello, you're mine. Well, that's that's a that's and a, not just your business, your soul. Yeah. No, 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 not the business, not the soul. That's a good wager. That's a great wager. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I have fun with that. So I do enjoy the site visits. I do enjoy uh, meeting folks and and chatting with them and showing them our property because we're, we're we're very proud. I mean, this is a yeah, this is a lovely little property, isn't it? Yeah. So if you saw Shingle Creek, if you're through Rosen Center, you would say, oh, my God, this guy's really got some beautiful properties. And they all have kind of a binding kind they, of... They, they, um, they, they do. And listen, this is, this is interesting also. We are not the stereotypical corporation. Right. We're, we're, that's, we're not. That's we're very not. evident. And it's we're not any corporations that swim. We're, we're not. <laughs> no. We don't, we, don't know, we don't have organization charts. We've never had organization. And my little office is still where it was. Forty-five. We're celebrating our 45th anniversary on June 24th. My office remains there on the second floor of the two-story motel. Wow. And, and so people oh, get coming. the come original and, hotel. That's right. That's wow. right. That's right. That's right. And we, we started about uh, 20, 25, 26 years ago. Um, a health care plan that is rather, rather unique. We have our own medical center for all of our associates. Um, if you work for me and you're an hourly associate, you pay $850 a year for health care. Wow. Uh, you, you don't pay anything for pharmaceuticals because I, I have a special relationship with Walmart. And you go to Walmart and you say, I'm with Rosen and I have a prescription to pick up. They give it to you. I pay. Wow. You don't pay. That is, you don't that pay. is clearly... If you're going to a hospital, $750 is the most you'll pay. Twice after that, that's $1,500. I take care of everything. So we, we did. About three years ago, we had a little baby born. When I say little, two pounds. Oh, body. Baby was in the hospital for about three or four months. Very healthy three-year-old now. Mom and dad got the bill. They looked at it. One million forty-six thousand dollars. A little. The little note said, "You pay seven fifty. Rosen pays the rest." Oh my God! So that's so that's different. If you work for me for five years and you've got kids going to college in Florida, I pay their tuition. What? Wow, that is. All right, my sister's moving over here. <laughs> you know what though? This is how America was. Uh, years so it's ago, it's it's, you know? it's different, isn't Companies it? It's took different. Care of people. And that, that's right. It's different. It's a, it's a different philosophy because we don't have shareholders, because, you know, I'm kind of the guy. 
I can do whatever, whatever I think is appropriate. And if I think healthcare, and isn't it interesting that now suddenly healthcare has become mm -hmm. so incredibly important. So the chef wants to let us know what, what right. is here. God, it looks beautiful. So we have that. Wow, second round. Wow. Second okay, so, round. Um, obviously, I can't bring everything out, but I think looks I like have a good, a good screenshot of uh, some, some different items here. So we have the prime New York strip. It's a 12-ounce cup. We butcher all our own meat right here in-house. That's with a green pepper brandy sauce. Um, the six-ounce filet mignon, and those two are served with Jack's Farmer's Market Vegetables. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. And then we have a veal asobuco. Which is served with wild mushroom risotto and a Barolo pan reduction. Then there's the pan seared salmon with roasted garlic mashed potatoes. Um, again, the farmer's market vegetables. And that's also with a soy maple bacon gastrique. And last but not least, we have that beautiful herb crusted sea bass with sauteed Brussels sprouts and citrus sauce. Beautiful. Wow. Thank wow. You Thank you very much. Enjoy. So, so chef, because uh, everyone here is, is going to be sharing. Would we, is it appropriate for us to do some cutting? Yeah, our, our server here is going to help. help we'll we'll do it. Okay, great. Okay, great. We, yeah. we or um, you can choose your dish and you can have the whole entree if you'd like. No. Or you can, if you, <laughs> you want to just, tasting, we can, we can separate I think we'll, yeah, let's, yeah, oh, no, let's, let's sit there. Yeah, I think. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and you know, also, going back to what we were speaking yeah. of before about your, your dedication to your employees while we were setting up here, I talked to a couple of your employees. One guy's been working here 30 years, another oh. guy's been working here 18 years, yeah. 12 years. That's a, that's commitment. That's a yeah. long haul in the hospitality business. Right. Absolutely right. correct. It's usually you're here for three or four years, you go and somewhere else. So exactly. You, you, uh, you're doing something right, clearly. Yeah. You also clearly, this is... I, I think very clearly your family, so to speak. It is, yeah. And I also pick up very much that you, which is, we don't see that much anymore, but um, this business amongst many other businesses, uh, including the spirit industry, is based on relationships. Absolutely. And communication and being right in there on the front lines and willing to get your hands dirty uh, along with, with the people that you work with. And you know what, I don't understand. People think it's a, it is a wonderful gesture for you to do that. I think it's, it shows an amazing commitment to your employees. It's also a brilliant way to attract the best people and keep them. If someone who has exceptional skills Hears about how you treat your employees. They get well. Sh I'm going to go work there. Yeah, no, I'm, he I'm, appreciates me. Right. Why wouldn't I go? I work might there? share my LinkedIn with you if that's okay, <laughs> and uh, you might get a resume. Or, so I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Just so, say check but, your but, box. But, 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 your box. but, but you, I, you, you, you really raise a very interesting point, um, and I'm glad you had a, an opportunity to chat with some of our associates. Um, turnover in hospitality and in restaurants is horrible. Probably around 50%. Yeah, sure. Our turnover, single digits, and most of those single digits are people who are. We don't. We don't have a retirement age. We don't have retirement. But 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 people will leave because they are. They, well, or they they just they just say you know it's time for me to relax a little bit and retire. My wife and I are. We've been working all of our lives. Other than that, we really have very, very, very little turnover. And that's good business. I don't understand why more companies don't realize that maybe you spend a little bit more money up front on these kind of things, but it creates a business climate that only helps your bottom line. It, it, of course, right? uh, of course. Who, right. who, 
it, You're not going to have any employees bad-mouthing you or your system because it, everyone takes care of each other. It seems really so simplistic, doesn't I, I it? it? I, I, and, 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 and it's like health care. Yeah. So, so we were invited to the World Healthcare Congress in Washington, D.C. last year, and they wanted us to do a little panel talking about our health care plan because people are now talking about it. It, we call it Rosencare as opposed to Obamacare. And, 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 and so we went there. We went there thinking that um, maybe there'd be a little panel and people would, would uh, talk to us and ask us some questions, which, which occurred. But we were ready to leave and come back to Orlando when the fellow Vidar, who was head of the organization, World Congress, he said, uh, where are you guys going? We said, we're going back to Orlando. He said, no, you can't. Why? You guys have been nominated for a couple of prizes. What kind of prizes? He said, you'll see. We won three prizes. We won, this is, this is, this is amazing, the number one company in terms of the healthcare plan that we have any place. To work for. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Just crazy. And how did it come about? Because I wasn't really happy about 25, 26 years ago with the way we were being treated by a third party. So we created our own insurance company, which is our own third party. We built a beautiful little medical center where we have uh, six full-time doctors, how many, a how staff many, of 38. How many employees? Well, we have about 5,500, we call it covered lives. That's employees and dependents. Okay. And we also take care of the Rosen College kids because the school is not far from where we are. So we take care of 9,000 covered lives. Wow. So, so people now are asking us, Rosen, can you, can you help us with, with our health care plan? And, we, and we, that's right. Because if indeed our cost per individual, per covered life, was extrapolated to uh, nationwide to the 250 million people that work in the public and private sector, if they all had a Rosen care program and they had our pricing and our cost, the United States of America would save $1.3 trillion a year in health care. And, and, and why? Why? Because everyone is focused on all kinds of crazy things, Obamacare, this, 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 and all that, when what we focus on laser-like is keeping our associates healthy. If you want to reduce healthcare costs, one way of doing it is Pay to for keep, yoga classes. keep <laughs> Pay people for dental exams. Keep them healthy. Keep people healthy. Right. Yep. Doesn't that make sense? Yep. It's not very complicated. So we do our very best to keep our associates healthy. And if other people did the same thing, I think they would also experience the same wonderful Why don't you cost reduction. Mar-a-Lago and talk that to people over there. That sounds like a great plan. Well, it's interesting because we have been visited by senators and and congressmen and and others but the problem is i don't think they really implement what you want to do you get rid of all the insurance right. companies right right and that's oh. where i think all the primary but, is wasted but obviously the data shows that it works of so course there you go no i'm with you i'm with you you should run for president if, if <laughs> you've got the prerequisites you've got know, hotels the, and restaurants you're right there i don't want to i don't want to need two stories yeah really yeah <laughs> do you have a gold staircase somewhere with i don't you? i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to offend anyone but i will tell you that if i was asked to spend uh, an hour with 
uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, I think I would throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could give them a good idea that would help America. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> You're right. Boy, that 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 is cutting so tender. Isn't that is, it? That is. I, I want you guys to try that. That just looks beautiful. And, and we have, along with the food, we have. We're looking at four beautiful beverages here, and I, I'm assuming this is one that is called alligator drool. Oh my God! So so I'm taking. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God! How did you know that? I don't know. So uh, every every summer, my wife and, and and kids would we would our goal was so that the kids would see every single state before they left high school, um, and 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 so we would travel. And so this one summer we were traveling uh, up to the Northeast, and we were in New Hampshire, and headed for Maine. And I saw this huge billboard with a moose. Yep. And it said moose drool. Brilliant. Moose drool, <laughs> beer. And I said, they think it a moose drool here. Why can't I have gator drool down in Florida? Down, 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 down. And that's Florida. That's it. That's, that's Florida. Right. That's, that's, that's gator drool. That's gator drool. And I, I, I don't. I'm not a drinker, but people tell me it's a pretty good beer. It's yeah. uh, APA American Pale Ale, organic. Organic, made for the made for real alligator. I'm assuming. Yes, exactly. Well, that's that's. It's milked from the salivation glands of alligators, so we get the alligator. That is a job that is not covered under the healthcare plan, by the way. Gluten free. Completely. So this is. No gluten. So our. Yep. This is a Dutch elixir that is made with absolute elixir, what is filtered in copper. That's made with fresh lime, fresh lemon, and lavender. Oh, wow. Wow. Then we got a very nice, very natural orange vodka, raspberry. Orange vodka, It looks beautiful. Lime lemon, lime on lemon. top with a prosecco organic. Oh, sauce. there you go. And then I'm gonna. The Is it nice? Is it nice? Yeah. Cucumbers, vodka, ender, ender flower, and soda water. Oh wow! Cucumbers, elderflower, mm -hmm. and vodka. vodka, soda water. Wow. Um, I think we're just gonna. Good. Very nice. Is it really good? We're, we're not, we're not putting them all in front this? of Harris. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Everything looks I've got, delicious. I'm trying alligators. So, so really interesting, our, at our Everglades restaurant, we, we created um, a soup, uh, alligator chowder, and the only, the only part of the gator that is tender enough and, and to eat uh, is the tail. Yep. The problem, though, is that it is tender only if you prepare it properly and because it is muscular, yeah. and so you have to saute it and saute right, it. Right, right. And then once you do that, we chop it up into little pieces, grind it, and put it in this beautiful chowder. And we, it's alligator chowder, and people love it. People love it. So you have your alligator drool, and you have your alligator, alligator chowder, chowder, and you're it's, in the it's Everglades. Perfect. Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. The alligator doesn't come looking for its tail, though. No, but this is, here's, here's another funny story. So we're building, we're building the restaurant. What I would do is I would take the kids, uh, all, they were about a year apart, and I, they would put little hard hats on them. I would ask them to build Daddy's new hotel. Mm -hmm. So they would have their little hard hats on, and they would pretend that they were building the hotel, driving around. So Joshua had to go to the bathroom. So we, this, was at, this was at Rosen Center. So Joshua comes out and he said daddy can I, can I go to the bathroom i said sure and he stumbles because the gator that we have in, hanging in the restaurant was on the floor the sculptor put him there and joshy trips over the gator and knocks off the end of his tail uh -oh, 
And Josh said, oh, Dad. I said, sweetie, don't even worry about it. <laughs> and, and the sculptor says to me, he said, Mr. Rosen, I can put it back on so you wouldn't even know that uh, it, it, it fell off. Okay, then I'm thinking, no, I don't want to do that. And I said, Steve, do me a favor. When you put it back on, I want it on crooked so that we can always tell the story of Joshua <laughs> knocking, knocking the tail, the tail off. off. Now, Joshua, by this time, throws up every time I start telling that story. <laughs> Joshua doesn't even want to go to Everglades anymore. He said, oh, my God, do I have to look at the tail? So... That, that's, a, a little PTSD from, it's a little, from alligator. It's a little, it is. And so if you ever if you ever go to the restaurant, ever go to Everglades, you'll look up and you'll see the alligator, and, and you'll look at the tail, crooked. crooked. Yeah, that's brilliant. Crazy, brilliant. but it's a beautiful restaurant with manatees swinging from the from the ceiling, and um, birds coming down, landing. It's really beautiful, and a big beautiful mural of the Everglades from dawn to dusk. That's beautiful. So all of our restaurants have a you know land remembered. Old Florida tradition. Calabella is a beautiful Italian restaurant. Most hotel entities, whether they be a person or a corporation, when they expand, they'll have one hotel in one city, then they'll go to another city and build a network of hotels. You've got eight hotels, but they're all, you can literally see one from the other. That's right. Why do you expand just here instead of. Okay, because I like to pop in and and when the kids were growing up, I didn't want to have to travel and leave them alone. So I didn't have to do that because all the properties were here. And uh, it worked out very well. It's, it's nice to have everything located in one central area. And so it's worked out really well for us. Now, traveling to various cities to check on hotels was not something I had any interest in doing. Although, I must confess that we came very close to buying the Greenbrier. Uh, oh, wow. In, in West Virginia, very, very right. Yep. Uh, beautiful hotel. Um, I saw it, and it was really lovely. Uh, a railroad um, owned the property and had owned it for many, many, many years, but suddenly the property was doing badly and not looking very well, and it was for sale. So uh, the, the, the attorney who was handling the sale for the Greenbrier uh, was staying at Shingle Creek, and he called me. And he said, Mr. Rosen, I'm a guest. And he explained the situation. He said, if you have any interest at all, I'm here at the creek, and I love the way you operate the hotel. We would love you to buy the Greenbrier. Um, I said, anybody else interested? He said, yes. Uh, Marriott has expressed an interest. And I said, did they make an offer? And he said, they did. And I said, could you share that with me? He said, I will. He said, the offer was, we pay them $50,000, and they'll buy the property. I said, why? He said, because we're losing about $15 million a year. And so they want us to pay them to buy it. I said, let me tell you something. I would not insult you guys by asking you to give me a check. The worst will be I give you a buck, but I have to look at the property and I have to bring my people down. We did, and we, we fell in love. And then I sat down with, with my wife, and she said, you know, you have to leave the kids. He goes, they're not going to leave school here. And um, you're going to be away. And so I called him and I said, we're not going to do it. In the meantime, I got a call from the then governor, who is now a senator from West Virginia. And he called and he said, "Uh, you Mr. Rosa? I said, yes. He said, I'm the governor. And I can't think of his name. Senator something from West Virginia. And he said, if you buy the hotel, the moment you close, I will give you a casino license. So you can open up a casino and have gambling. And I said, thank you. I appreciate that. But no. Oh, Mancine. Mancine. 
Oh. Sand and events scene. Okay. Right. So we never did it. And that sounds like a good thing. Because yeah, it was a good thing. It was the right thing to do. And so now we're adding another 800 rooms, 400 at the center, 400 at the creek, and that'll get us up to about 9,000 rooms. And here's something that's interesting. Here's another funny story. So my two grand granddads would, would come up to our little apartment on the Lower East Side, and they would sit down and talk to me in very thick Eastern European accents. And one day they came over, and they had lost everything during the Depression. They, uh, Harry had a little restaurant on Hesse Street, mm -hmm. and uh, Sam made wooden barrels, and they were both successful. But they started buying the settlement homes, uh, apartments, yeah. essentially, that would house four or five or yep. six families. During the Depression, they lost everything, but they didn't ask any of the families to move. They paid the rent instead, and finally they ran out of money, and the, the apartments were foreclosed. So they had some experiences with mortgages. So they're sitting on either side. I mean, they said, Boychik, you're going to be very, very successful. I'm nine or 10 years old. Why? Because you have something, <laughs> I'm nine or 10 years old. You have something very special in your genes, and you're going to listen to the advice that we're giving you. I said, what's the advice? Don't ever borrow money. I understood that, so don't ever. So my brother and I go to bed in a tiny little bedroom, and mom is tucking us in as she always did, and we have our pajamas on. But she said to me, Harris, why aren't you wearing your PJs? Why do you have your jeans on? And I said, oh, because my two Zadies, my two granddads, said that I had something very special in my jeans. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. She said, Harris, <laughs> different kinds of jeans. <laughs> Crazy, huh? <laughs> that is great. Yeah, so... so you saved, you saved the jeans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now, here's how I listen to my two granddads. 8,000 rooms, not a penny of debt. Good for you, man. That is crazy, isn't yeah. it? Who in their right mind would do that? But you know what enables us to do? When you walk around this property, it really looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we fix our property. All of our properties really look beautiful because we're not afraid to spend money. And when we do, do well. when we do an addition, cash. So we have to have enough money to build the 800 rooms. We have half of what we need. And maybe in another three or four years, we'll have enough to do it cash on the barrel head. Now, people don't do that for a very good reason. There is something called return on investment. Mm -hmm. So if you invest $10, you want to get that money back as quickly as possible. So if you're investing a full $100, as opposed to borrowing 50 and putting 50 of your own, you'll get that 50 bucks back quickly. The 100 is going to take longer. People are looking laser-like on the return on investment. Oh, I don't care so much. If I get the money back, I get it back. If it takes five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, so be it. I don't want to be paying principal and interest at all. So it's a different philosophy and it's different. It's a different strategy that you just don't, you don't typically see in many sectors. No, you don't. You don't. And um, it's funny. There's a scientist by the name of Occam. Occam, when he was presented with a scientific problem, right? Any any kind of problem, and there were ten different solutions. Nine out of ten times, the simplest solution oh. was the best solution. That's interesting. That's interesting. And it's used in science all the time. And it's it, That's it really seems as if you've taken a philosophy with your restaurants, your ho your hotels, your resorts, your your, your employees, 
It's be involved, take care of them, and, and you have very simple, effective strategies. It's interesting that you say that, because I, I, I spent about three and a half years with Uncle Sam. I did my basic training at Fort Bragg, the home of the 82nd. Right. And I, I learned Thank a couple of service. things. Yes, I, I learned a couple of really important things. KISS. K-I-S-S. Yeah, keep, keep it, it simple, simple, stupid. One. <laughs> then, then. Yes. I love it. P P P P P P. Oh. Oh. Prior. Piss prior proper. Prior planning prevents piss, piss, piss poor performance. Balls. Military. I like it. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance sure. and keep it simple, stupid. Yep. I mean, that's not very complicated. No. And so that's that's really our guiding principle. Oh, this is this is funny. So. On in September, September 9th, my birthday, celebrating my 80th birthday, I called I called the group together, the family together, and I said, guys, we're going to do something very special on my birthday. Everyone is saying, what, 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 what? We're going back to Fort Bragg. Well, that's where you, that's where you did your basic training. That's yep. where people are jumping out of planes. Yep. That's what we're all going to do. That's awesome. No way. We're all going to skydive. That's awesome. No way. <laughs> So a couple of people threw up, but no, 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 no. <laughs> so isn't that, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Awesome. So we're gonna, we're gonna do a skydive, um, and have you ever skydived before? Oh yeah, but in, in the uh, army? yeah, I've I've done eleven from fifteen thousand feet. So eleven, and, and right, and, and the guy who I go, who I dive with used to take President Bush up, uh, Michael Elliott from Fort Bragg. Yeah, That's those so, are some very famous scenes of. of yeah, so so yeah. so everyone is gonna be uh, in, enjoying a, a jump. But listen, the, the traditional static line jump for uh, airborne guys right. is out of a plane is around 1,100 feet. Right. 1100 and in fact, in Great Britain, 1,100. In Great Britain, they're now doing it around 600 feet. Not a lot of time for that chute to open, right, yeah. but the reason they do it, less time in the air, less of a target. If you're floating down from 1,100 feet, because your chute opens as soon as you jump, very easy target. So let's, let's cut that time down and how long now in time? How long once you jump out of the plane before you hit the ground at 600 feet? Like five minutes? Oh, oh, it, 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 oh no, no, no. It, it, it's a couple of minutes, about three minutes, yes. Now, but when you're up at, 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 at 15,000 feet, yeah. it, it takes a little bit longer than that. It's about five or six minutes. Yes. Now, have you let your friends and family know that they're doing the 1,200-foot jump? No, no, no. I let them know they're going up at 15,000. Oh. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep that a secret? No, no, they know that. Oh, they don't. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> we had seven signed up for sure, and two a little bit concerned about their ears. <laughs> well, here, here's the deal. So on our show, we do a little bit of adventure. We do just about everything. We've done some crazy stuff. The one thing I swore I would never do is skydive. Oh, no. Unless we were doing it on Rogues on the Road. So maybe I, I did one a few years ago. Yeah. It was Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's... Isn't it terrifying when yes. you're standing at that door? No, oh, it, you know it, it is scary. It's no it fear is. of heights, it's a fear of death. As soon as you're at the door, you're like, <laughs> I'm going to die, I'm going to die. That's yeah, right. That's a good attitude. Right? That's a good attitude. We can enjoy the way down. That's a good attitude. But I don't... I don't <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the way out, man. Right, right. Yeah. I don't want 15,000 feet to think about it. That is half. Shut that down. is half the distance that jetliners are flying. Yeah, they're generally right. at 30, 35,000 feet. How long does that take you to get down? From yeah, it's about feet. it's about five or six minutes. Yeah, yeah maximum. How and it also depends how long your 
your your skydive free falling right. without the chute open right. because you're you're going much faster free falling right. That would be terrifying. Now you still skydive and you. Do I do. You, yes. Do you dive tandem or single? Or? Um, I'm doing tandems. And, and how long? With, with with Elliot. Okay. Right. Yes. With military, you're attached, right? Military, it's a static line. Right. You hook up, right. and as you jump, it opens yeah. your chute automatically, yeah, right, right. right? How long is a typical free fall for you? Oh, it, 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 from 15,000 feet? Before, before you... Oh, oh, oh. that depends on, on how you're feeling that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Mike, Mike, Mike will say to me, open yet? No, yeah, Mike. Okay. He said, are you sure? No, not are yet. Harris, soon. <laughs> I can read the word Rosen on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe we pull. And now let me tell you, the older you get, the longer you want to go without the shoot Oh, wow. <laughs> Why is that? More of a buzz. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, well, you, you have much less to lose, much less to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've had a great life. That's brilliant. Wow. So how, how was the food? Delicious. Oh, Honest God. to God, yeah. really? Here we have was the chef. red wine reduction in the mashed potatoes with the salmon? The or salmon? Was it? No, that was a soy maple gastrique, which is oh. a, a reduction of maple syrup and soy sauce. Mm. Oh, oh, my you God. have to leave the table. Oh, my God, it was so good. It, was. Yeah, it goes, pairs very well with and uh, with the mashed potatoes. Yes, no. This yeah. was some of the finest. Fennel. No, the fish. The sea bass? <laughs> the sea bass. Yes. That's yeah. We sell a lot of sea bass. It's very good. Uh, it's the best, the best fish that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. and that, is, um, that had a, an enormous amount of flavor, and it was, um, that was, that was actually, <laughs> that was perfect. Everything was. It's it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It really is nice. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. So we've got uh, some desserts coming out for you. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> then we're gonna try to wrap things up. That's. <laughs> the rehearsal will be over, and we'll actually yeah, do the show with again. the real food. Right. Did we <laughs> did we hit record? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> we did. Okay. Yes, we did. Just so clear. <laughs> is the card going? <laughs> so I'm glad everyone you enjoyed it. Tried this? Yeah, I want to try the cucumber. You don't want to try, <laughs> try the, uh, the cucumber. Is it really? With the lavender? Yeah. I would think she would want yeah. that, yeah. You don't want the Prosecco thing? I just want to try it. Uh -huh. Which one? There we go. Cut two. <laughs> but this is phenomenal. Mr. Rose, I have a question. Yes, sir. Just, just life. Just life in general. I mean, you've lived a full life. You seem to understand humanity more, more, than, more than, I think, a lot of people. What is something that, that looking back at almost 30, almost a skydiving reference, 30,000 feet in the air, you're looking at life. What, what, what are you seeing at this point in just, just life? What, what, what is it? Well, you, you've hit a very, very um, difficult point for me because um, about three and a half months ago, I lost my son, uh, brain cancer. And um, so I'm going to make sure that everyone wears uh, something that Adam had, um, and I'm going to wear one of his special little shirts, and so that'll be Adam skydiving with us. Um, I think that uh, I didn't I didn't skydive the last three years, um, but before that, I would think of uh, the family and how fortunate and blessed I was, how much I love the three boys and my little girl, and how. Uh, Amazing it was that I didn't get married until I was 50, and yet, and yet was, was, blessed, was blessed with this wonderful family. My, my wife said to me, we both would like to have as many kids as we can, 
but I would like you to be alive when the youngest graduates from high school. So I said, ready, set, go. <laughs> yeah. So at one time, we had a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. And then I said, time out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I said, sweetie, I, I'm getting older. I and can't I, swim I, right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, right? And, and I, I need to sleep at night. And I'm getting about three or four hours of sleep if I'm lucky. So she said, okay, we'll wait a year and then we'll continue. <laughs> so we waited a year. So Shana, our little, so we have three boys and a girl. So we have, let's say three, two, one, and then Shana just born. So we actually had three in diapers and one in the tummy. And so that's what I was, what I always think about when I was skydiving, how blessed I was, how, how wonderful God had been with me. And now, this is going to be for Adam. Um, we'll, we'll call it my 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 birthday, yeah. and Adam's celebration of life. Adam, Adam. Oh, it's Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We 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 created a foundation in Adam's name, the Adam Michael Rosen Foundation Foundation, and we made a donation to the University of Florida, a brain institute, uh, and they were so pleased that they named the two labs, the Adam Michael Rosen lab and the Adam Michael Rosen clinic. Um, we got them off to a good start in terms of the donation. And uh, I asked Dr. Mitchell at University of Florida, based on the donation and more donations to follow, what he believed the chances were that in 10 years, what were the chances that we would have a cure or treatment for brain cancer? And he looked at me and he said, Harris, 99%. Wow. So if that's what Adam's legacy is, that would be really wonderful. But the interesting thing about it is that their UF is joining forces with 11 other hospitals, 11 other universities, and they're collaborating. You, you see, mostly labs work individually, independently. Why? They want to be the first guy out of the door. Because they're, 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 there's incentive to do that. It's a huge monetary incentive. But it slows things down because they're not sharing with each right. other. Right. What I love about this is that they're collaborating. They're sharing. So if Florida and Duke ha have an idea and they can share with each other, that will speed up yeah. the cure yeah. or the treatment dramatically. Again, it, it's simple. That's a simple... It, it is but so easy. But you need, it just... <laughs> Just need someone to orchestrate right. So look, here's an example. Salk vaccine for polio. Mm -hmm. Sabin was also a physician working on a vaccine. Sabin and Salk working not together, separately. The consensus now is if that those two brilliant guys worked together, they would have had the polio vaccine five or six years sooner. Sabin How many lives. tens of... Yeah. So yeah. you see, I mean, I understand me, me being a competitive guy why you want to do things yourself. But that cure is worth oh, billions my, of dollars, oh, so you split it 11 ways. I mean, just right. just save one life, right? right? I mean, it's, yeah. 
It's so this is this is this is new. There was a there's an article written about the the UF new collaborative effort. If you have an interest, I'll send it to you. Um, all all about this new collaboration, this new idea that hospitals, labs, universities can work together. So that's cheesecake. So that's New York, right? That's New York. Segway. Yeah. I was a chef. Okay, folks. So now we have that awesome cheesecake there. That is Junior's cheesecake, and of course that's handcrafted in downtown Brooklyn, which is close to where Mr. Rosen was. I bet we did a segment there on the Travel Channel. Wait till you take a bite of that. You won't believe it. And that's what New York City is known for. I should say New York City is known for. New York. Yeah. Junior's cheesecake. Hey, take the garbage. Out and yeah. give me some cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> take the garbage. So it really was. Oh, good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And then we have um, the creme brulee. That's a pet. Oh, oh, that's to die for. To brulee. die. That's for. my. That's my kryptonite. To die for. That's my kryptonite. Okay. And then this small piece of chocolate wedge, which we call the wedge. Where is oh, it? Oh, my God. Where is it? No, it's behind the strawberry. Behind the, oh, it's behind the strawberry. You see, see a little bit of chocolate. They moved the, the, yeah. the blueberry. I'm able to finally it's see. It's all mountain. It tastes the chocolate. Yeah, so that's our signature dessert. We call it the wedge. It is a um, flourless chocolate cake infused with milk, chocolate cream, and pecan nougat. Oh, my God. Oh, that and sounds those decadent. Of, uh, your, your listeners that can't see it, is actually about six inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> Another second about 20 pounds. Yes, it, but it's very light though. When you taste it, it's very light. It's, it's, that, uh, it's, it's all on the plate. It's Didn't all on the plate. Someone climb a mountain on that Netflix movie? What was that movie? <laughs> free Solo. Yeah, Free Solo. <laughs> free Solo, this dessert. It's too dangerous. He's right there on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll have somebody cut nice. Yeah, thank you, Chef. That looks delicious. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we can, We I think we can pass Maybe this one around. Maybe that's not getting past you. Who you tried to kill. <laughs> So now, are you are you a? Um, oh, he's going to do it. Oh, he's going to do it. Are are you a dessert fan, or are you? Oh, I love dessert, but I don't eat desserts. You don't. No. On occasion. No, I don't. Not, not anymore. Not a long time. Maybe survives the parachute jump in my. Yeah, you gotta have a piece of cake when you land. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but no, no, this is. I want you guys to enjoy. Thank you very much. Wait till you taste that. You will not believe. Now, if you're from New York, you you've tasted there, that before, but there's this, it's or, like it's like New that, York pizza. That's a tiny little piece. That's all right. We're working up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the small bit there? Gets the big bit. Yeah, New York yeah. pizza. Then she gets oh. the big bit. New, <laughs> New York pizza. Oh my God. It's behind but the listen, you look it up. Between the East River, yep. Little Italy, yep. Right. Yep. The Bowery and Chinatown. Yep. God, were we able to eat so wonderfully? Yep. Yeah, and it's it's still that way. It's changed, but yeah. it's still that way. I took the kids. I took the kids to where Daddy lived, on Monroe Street, and um, my wife and the kids were with me. Of course, we went there right after 9/11, and I wanted to show them where Daddy grew up, thinking that I would make some kind of an impression. This is where Daddy started. We went to the apartment building, and I said, "That's where Daddy." And I started. My wife said, "No, no, no." Let's go up. I said, sweetie, to do what? Just let's go up and show them. So we went up to the seventh floor, and I said, that's where Daddy lived, right behind the door. She said, knock on the door. I said, sweetie, you can't do it. She said, knock on the door. So I knocked on the door, nobody came. We went to turn to the elevator, 
and the door opened. And oh my God, I said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do it. I'm, this is where I grew up. Yes, I'm, I'm Rosen. She said, you're Rosen? She said, I moved in when you guys moved out. Oh, wow. Because the family moved to Brooklyn after I, after I went, into, went to college. I said, oh my God, she said, come on in. She gave, it, she gave the kids Oreo cookies and milk. That was just so funny, yeah. yeah still the same, wow. And what's that over there? An affogato. Excuse me? Affogato. <laughs> okay, I'll forgive you for that. So, is anybody familiar with the Italian affogato? No. No. Okay, so basically, um, I discovered this dessert when I went uh, to see our, our oh. kids in Arizona. So, we went to this Italian restaurant. They said, you want to try the affogato? I said, what is it? And they said, it's just simply um, a scoop of vanilla ice cream with espresso pour over top. Mm. So, I tasted it. It was absolutely fantastic. So what we do with it here is we have a smoky bourbon praline ice cream. Now we're talking. Now smoked bourbon praline. We put that in there and then uh, we do the fresh espresso shot over the top. It is absolutely luscious. You have to try it. It sounds delicious. That smells delicious. Yes. We're in. Absolutely. <laughs> Has anyone tried the cheesecake yet? It's, it's coming. It keeps oh, getting oh, cut. Oh. It's coming around. Oh, oh it's coming, coming around. around. Okay. Now, do you um, back real quick back to the caricatures? Yes. Is there is there a first and a last? Oh, I, I I'm sure there's a first and I'm sure there's a last, but you'd have to go around the room and right. I mean he this this goes back to Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Right. And um, President Reagan. So that might be an idea of you know how far back we go and, and how current. Um, That's at least yeah. 50 years, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, he, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think the thing that Dad was most proud of was all of the characters he did of the wounded, wounded yeah, warriors. And, and what would they what would they do with the caricatures? Oh no no dad dad would give it to them. Right and then would they like oh, send they it home? Would, oh of course or frame it. Right. Right. Oh yeah. And Imagine they they would be they would be so 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 thrilled. Sure. So happy that 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 dad would do the caricatures. He would just sit right by the bed and do a quick caricature and sign his name and they would be so grateful. And this is before Instagram before cameras really. Right, so oh, your, your oh. loved one is your soldier is overseas. Oh, but, but I think they had cameras. Hospital. We're talking about uh, the 40s. Right, but so. I mean, are they going to have? If you're waiting at home for your guy to come home from a hospital in Italy, and you yeah. get something like this, oh, in the mail, how great would that be? Oh, it was just so be, so wonderful. Right, so exactly. Wonderful. So wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going to be fine. Right. I'm going to be home in a month. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how many. I don't know how many Dad did. Right, right, right. Is it possible that Dad did a hundred thousand? I somewhere that that don't. But there's a picture of Dad also with 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 President Johnson, and and there's a a picture of Dad just in our little apartment with some of the caricatures there. Did, so, did he ever do a caricature of you? Yeah, he did. He did. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> I'm not sure. He did. He did a lot of caricatures of the kids, me and how, my how brother. How long did it take him to do? One? Oh, oh, oh! Dad was able to do a caricature in probably 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah just seconds? amazing. Seconds. Seconds. Yeah, he was just looking at, it. and and what what wow, the part funny. of the part of the of the face that really defined the face was the nose. He would do that first. First the nose, then the rest of it would just, just kind of fill in. You know what? Oh, I want, you to, I want you to taste it. Yes, I'm sorry. Your, uh, your modus operandi of coming up with simple, straightforward solutions. 
seeing the essence of every problem and coming up with the essence of every answer is kind of similar to a caricature because it's not a painting. Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's every caricature that's great has one. That's interesting. Thing, right? I that never you hang everything else on. I never thought of it that way, but there are similarities. So maybe I have one of my dad's genes. Yes, and, but but I I was when when I was five years old. I I had my own little exhibit, my art exhibit. As I said, was was um, went to music and art and was accepted to all of the major art schools, but I wasn't sure that I really had enough talent to become successful. And that's when I said that I'd really like to try to go to uh, hotel school. Yeah. What, what trait do you think you uh, got from your mom, the strongest trait? From, from mom. Mom was a redhead. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and she... she <laughs> no, she was a natural redhead. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're too relaxed for a redhead. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, Mom was a redhead. And, and um, she was different than Dad. Dad was, from a financial perspective, he was very conservative. I remember him taking me into a drugstore once, being so absolutely thrilled that he was able to get the, the drug at a fraction of the cost. He said, this is what America is all about. Yeah. He really believed in, in sort of socialized medicine, and he believed in, I, I think, more of a socialized community. My mom was, was much more philanthropic. She believed in making money and then being able to give it away. She believed in free enterprise and entrepreneurship. And I think that's where I, I got that gene, the entrepreneurial gene from mom. And of course, her dad was a coopersmith. He, he did wooden barrels. And until he started investing in residences, he was very successful, very successful. It, it's, very, it's very interesting hearing about your mom and dad. And it's, I, I think it's very evident that you are an absolute hybrid of both of them. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it, it's nice to hear that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be like my mom and dad, you know. And you oh, just, no, 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 no. You know, I'm, it's I'm just, so proud of, of both of them. And it's just yeah. so nice to hear that. And it's, yeah. it's so nice that I think that they have got to be so absolutely proud. You've got to be proud of the path that you've taken. Um, and I think you're an absolute inspiration and a little too humble. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, listen, I know this. This is not. This is not me. This is God. Um, That's cool. When you, when you, if you, you go back to the neighborhood and you know what it was like. It's changed now dramatically. And you say, how did this kid start there? First one in his family to go to college. First one to be an officer in the, in the military. And now he has a company with all of these hotel rooms, no debt. How is that possible? It's possible because America is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I know we're not perfect. I know we're not perfect. I know we're not perfect. But to give people like me an opportunity to do what we've done is really quite extraordinary. Only in America. That's a wonderful saying, only yeah. in America. Yeah. And I'm just so proud and, and so grateful that I was born here. Yes, from the Lower East Side to here. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's possible. It's really possible, and I'm just so proud to be an American. And, and when I was in college, Ivy League schools were not crazy about the Vietnamese War, uh, Viet the Vietnam War. Kids were picketing and saying, end the war and blah, blah, blah. So what did I do? I went through ROTC because I said, no, this is my opportunity to demonstrate that I really love this country. I mean, 
I didn't know where they would send me. I wound up in Korea and Japan and Okinawa, uh, right close to Vietnam, but I, I was never, I, I, did, I did apply to helicopter training uh, at Fort Rucker in Alabama and ROTC. Rucker accepted me and three other guys and we were ready to leave uh, in about a week and uh, the captain, Captain Noble, called us in and said, I've got bad news. And we said, what kind of bad news? One of us isn't accepted. No, you all made it. The problem is that instead of taking four, they're only going to take three. So one of you uh, has a volunteer not to go to Rucker or will have to find a way of determining who doesn't go. We all wanted to go, so we drew straws. I drew the little one. Oh, wow. So what is so amazing is that helicopter pilots in Vietnam did not do very well. No. One of my buddies was actually killed. So. That was the beginning of me really understanding that somebody was going to watch over me. That was crazy. That was crazy, wasn't it? That I would get the little straw. So, anyway. Well, it seems like that profoundly touched you. And, it did, and, yes, um, yes. It did. You've had all these amazing experiences that have shaped you to who you are, which is a very simple but powerful philosophy in life that yeah. has worked out really well. It really has. It re I'm just so blessed. What 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 is what is that? The affogato. Yes. Delicious. Oh, you so you, oh but you, you you don't. Uh, so good. But let's oh, oh, you did. Cheesecake. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. The cheesecake's gone. Well, it was it was it good? <laughs> the cheesecake. The cheesecake is. The cheesecake is. It's as good as it gets. And I think I think on that note. And, and the chocolate, good. Oh, so everything was good? Everything was perfect. So Ken, can I ask that we do this? Can we do a round of applause for the chef? Chef yes. Mike? Yes. <laughs> 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 chef Mike. A round of applause for the uh, entire staff. Yeah, thank you everybody. And, um, and um, on behalf of Rogues on the Road, uh, Fork on the road. Yeah. In um, the road. Fork in the road. Uh, <laughs> I got it right the first you time. Right. You got it right. Uh, and um, the hangover takeover. We are absolutely honored that you had us at your table. Thank you, Chef um, Harris. This was an absolute delight, and Thank we had no. Much. I don't think any of us had. the family. I don't think any of us had an idea it was going to go in this direction. No. Really? And, um, Thank you so much. And, uh, thank you. So, I, I babble too much, though. No. no. <laughs> You're so humble. I love this guy. We're going to edit you out of this. <laughs> you know what? I'd be very happy. <laughs> Some I'm of the things swimming. I said are just so silly. Yeah, swimming. Yeah, swimming, and then we're done. So, yes, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was, Thank you. It was Thank good. you very okay. much. Okay, God bless you.